pour yourself a drink. It's time for your favorite podcast. We're going to get truly honest. Ah. Hey, Kara. Hello, Lissa. I didn't want to jump on you because I am drinking a glass of wine today instead. Um, but I knew you have to take the sip because then the bubbles and everything. So I didn't want you to choke on carbonation. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. How are you doing, love? I am really good. good. I feel like this past week went by kind of quick and I am just so excited for like spring and nice weather and all of the above. I agree. Completely. Did you do anything fun with your yeah, week? I did. Um, we got a camper. I don't know if you knew that. I knew you were shopping for a camper. I didn't know you got one. We got a camper. So we are picking it up on Saturday. And then I have booked us campsites like for every single weekend for the next month, um, month and a half maybe. So I'm just really excited to like get out there and use Glamp. the camper. Yeah. Um, I need to know where you're going to store the camper. Um, so right now the main game plan is to put it in the driveway. Okay. And, um, yeah. <laughs> right. That's all we got. About that. <laughs> so, um, I know we're going we're gonna to store it over the winter at my grandparents' house, um, out in the mountains because oh. they're not there. So we'll just put it there. But, um, yeah, while we're using it, we'll just keep it here. Oh, Maybe yeah, put it in like the side yard or something. Nice. That's so exciting. Yeah, I think it'll be so good because we'll get to spend more time together and like just go different places and like I can get off work and we can just hop in the truck and pull the camper to our campsite and not have to like set up a tent by um, lantern and blow up an air mattress and all that. So it'll be nice. Yeah, and especially during like camp season essentially you can always have it fully stocked so you can literally leave as is and go and then just like replenish perishables or anything right yeah like all I have to do is like throw a case of Trulies in there get a pack of hot dogs like I'm good to go right and then like snacks like chips and stuff can just like stay (laughs) yeah nice that is exciting yeah I'm excited what about you what are you up to um, Saturday, we went to one of Dan's co-workers' house. Um, I finally got to, like, meet them in person, which was great. They invited us over for just pizza and food and a good time. Um, we tried a new seltzer that's out. Um, the Corona seltzers have a new pack. Um, oh. those are the only seltzers that Dan will drink, um, so we got one of those to share. And the new pack's really good. Their volume two pack's delicious. It was like raspberry, strawberry, pineapple, and passion fruit. And they were all really good. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, re- I really wish your husband was peer pressurable. I'm making that a verb. Um, <laughs> because like I am so good at peer pressuring. Not in like a bad way, but like, you know, just like, oh, try this. Or like, come do this with me. Or I'm really good at convincing people to do stuff with me somehow, Mm -hmm. but he is just not someone I can do that to. And it's like so disappointing and it makes me want to do it even more. How do you think I feel? 
I know, but I feel like even people that aren't easily peer pressured, I like, I somehow just captivate them and I'm able to just get in there. I don't know how, but your husband is not one of those people that I can just be like, here, drink this truly. It's amazing. You'll love it. He's like, "Mm, nope. He'll say no to like (laughs) something. If he's already tried it once, he won't try it again if he already knows that he doesn't like it. So you just have to find a different brand for him to try. He'll always give it a whirl. He didn't like the press ones because he didn't like the names of their flavors. Oh, man. Those presses are so good. They are good. Oh, um, man. It's like you don't even know you're drinking like a alcoholic drink. It just has like such a refreshing like flavor. I agree. But side note on the peer pressure thing, I don't ever really try to peer pressure him into doing anything. Um, but... I wouldn't say that he peer pressures me, but in like the same caveat of like me trying to get him to try something, he'll say no. But when he asks me, I always say yes. And mm-hmm. I just feel like I get connived by the both of you. Really? <laughs> well, you are a try me person. Like you will definitely be like, okay. Like if I'm like, here, this is so great. You just trust, I guess that it's going to be good. So you try it. True. True. Unless Which I love that about you. Spicy. I'm not trying anything spicy. I don't like spicy. <laughs> but you're always down to like try stuff. So I don't think you're like peer pressurable. You're just like down for anything, which is cool. Thanks. That's why we caveat or we compliment each other so well. No caveats. There are no caveats. It's really <laughs> honest. Well, anyways, anything else happened good? Um, I will. I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's bad. Um, but I was like thinking the other day and I would, I would think that your husband would agree with this because I tend to do it to him a lot. Um, or he's just like the outlet that I go to, but I think my like calling in a way is to be an advocate. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day. I saw a funny TikTok about, um, Zodiac signs and we did that episode that really funny one, which was also pretty gross all at the same time. But then I was listening to a podcast about Zodiac signs and the Libra likes things to be equal and even. And I'm a Libra. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Why I'm always advocating on behalf of somebody that I feel is being wronged. Even if it's something simple and something that totally makes sense and something that I have no control over and that I know somebody will be okay with. Like, I'm just like, no. I'm like, this is dumb, and I don't like it, and I have to let everybody know that I think it's dumb. You will definitely not let anyone get, like, bullied or taken advantage of. Not without putting up a fight first, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I may not win, but I'm a, I'm a sure as hell try. And I just kind of had that thought process the other day while driving and listening to a variety of other podcasts. After listening to ours, of course. <laughs> I love that. I used to listen to podcasts all the time when I had to commute for work. And like now that I don't do that, I just I've stopped listening to other podcasts. And I just feel like I need to make the time to do that again. I'll catch myself watching too much TV. And I'm like, I should listen to an educational podcast. So I don't rot my brain. (laughs) There's like days where I don't even watch TV anymore because I'm so busy. Like I used to watch so much TV to the point where I got bored with watching tv Mm -hmm. and now like 
I might watch one episode of something and then that's it. Or I don't even think I watched any TV yesterday, which is, I don't know. It's so weird because I'm now like not watching TV at all when that's all I used to do. Right. I'm in a transitional phase of my life right now, I guess. <laughs> I'm transitioning I into my next. new relaxing hobby. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm excited to get out and like camp and like kind of get away from stuff too. And screens, like just screens in yeah. general. Yeah. I'm kind of crossing my fingers for no cell phone service where I'm going. Where's the uh, first campsite? Um, we're going to like a state park, like out in the Laurel Mountains. Ooh, that'll be nice. Um, yeah, not this weekend because we're getting the camper this weekend, and then we're gonna take like this weekend and this coming week to get everything like together and get everything that we need for it, and then we're going the next weekend. Nice. No service would be very, very good for your husband, so that he can't answer all of our calls, and we have to all fend for ourselves. There's no way he could go without cell phone service, though, because of everything going on, I guess, at work. He has to be we'll in contact. Live. We will live without him. <laughs> It'll, we won't look good, but we'll, we'll do it. Manage a couple days. Okay, I shouldn't say we. I'm not going to speak for my colleagues. I'll be fine. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> the bubbly one on the team will be okay. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of them. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Well, I may also just make them all quit. It's fine. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. I actually really like all of my coworkers, so I would be really, really <laughs> sad if any of them quit. But <laughs> I would be too, actually, because I like them all too. Yeah, they're they're a likable bunch. All right. All right. Enough with the small talk. Um, so this week's episode, we, um, well, Kara found this article about like different stereotypes of like couples. So we're going to go through a couple of these and kind of, I guess, discuss how these are a stereotype and examples maybe, I guess, that we know about. Oh, boy. <laughs> all righty so yeah so the article is the most stereotypical high school couples but I feel like these couples don't just only exist in high school so let's start with the PDA so public displays Mm -hmm. of affection they are visibly like all over each other and displaying how much they love each other. And a lot of times it's just too much. I would say in a high school setting, it was probably more like regulated because there were teachers and they don't let you Mm -hmm. do kind of things. But like in the adult world, we've all seen that couple where they're just doing a quick makeout sesh and his hands are in her back pockets with a big old squeeze, and it's in the middle or of the shirt. Oh gosh! Oh. Like, okay, do whatever you want to do at home behind closed doors. I do not care. But like, when I am trying to enjoy my chicken tenders and French fries, and I look over, and your hand is underneath of the table, I do not 
like that. I thought you were going to say underneath her shirt. Any of the above. Like, I'm sorry, but when you're in a restaurant, why are you making out? Like, I just don't, I don't see the purpose of that. That's fair. I mean, again, a peck, a kiss, holding hands, arms wrapped around each other, like, like, walking and like if you're cold and you're like snuggling in and like your hands around his waist or and his arms around your shoulder like that's fine but yeah if you're playing tonsil hockey that's a little much yeah like I mean obviously like holding hands and stuff like whatever but yeah like if I can see your tongue in that person's mouth like in public I just I cannot do that. Yeah. It's just, like, uncomfortable for me. I mean, I don't think it's comfortable for a lot of people. I just... If you were that horny, go home. (laughs) Or hit it and quit it before you go out to dinner. Oh, don't say that. I mean... A little spontaneous (laughs) sex never hurt anybody, but you don't need to do it on the bench that somebody else needs to sit in in an hour. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just save the save the affection for behind closed doors and keep it, I'll, I'll even say PG-13, you know, like, just like keep the rated R stuff at home, in your car, wherever, <laughs> but like, man, at the bowling alley, I just really do not need you to be like straddling your partner tongue down the throat yeah that's uncomfortable especially if there's like a kid's birthday party right next like <laughs> oh in the lane gosh. right by there yeah that's gross uh, while the like the strike like thing is playing up on the screen with the bowling pin with the hula hoop and all that <laughs> like just no no <laughs> yeah exactly just keep it behind closed doors and get as freaky as you want it's fine yeah i'm definitely not like shaming anybody for their preferences or what you do just I'd prefer to not see it in a family-friendly atmosphere fair (laughs) I think that that is a very good consensus all around yeah (laughs) all right you want to move on to the next one all right yeah so this one's called the Ross and Rachel um so are they together are they not are they on a break um are they an item Like, what's going on with this couple? Because it's like, you never know what's going on with them. But everybody knows that they're together. But in that day, they could be off or whatever. And I think it's an emotional roller coaster for us all, to be honest. Couples that are like this. Because especially if you are friends with both of them even if you're only friends with one of the people in the relationship, it's like you don't know how to act like when they're all around because then you're like, am I just on my friend's side or can I be nice? Like not nice, but you know what I mean? Can I be like friendly with them? Like, I don't know how to act. Right. It's crazy. Yep. It is an emotional roller coaster. I mean, even it like, obviously this is a friend's reference and even watching friends and it's an emotional roller coaster when you're watching. And you just feel bad for Monica. I mean, you feel bad for her for a lot of reasons. But, like, you just feel bad for her because, like, Ross is her brother. Rachel's her best friend. 
And it's a long history of back and forth, back and forth. And the timing's always off. I'm so in love with this person, but they're in a different relationship. I need to tell them, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with both of you? Uh, I know. And then they're both dating somebody else for like two weeks and then they break up and then get back together. And it's just like, just get married because this is too much. Or just, I don't even know if they should get married. I mean, obviously they do in the <laughs> show, but it's a TV show. It's one of those. Oh, they get married? Oh, uh, they end up together. Um, they're a couple oh. when the show ends. Spoiler alert if nobody's seen Friends. Um, well, thank. Now I don't have to watch it. Thank you. You don't even like the show. Well, I wouldn't know because I've never watched it, but now I can't. That's not true. You ruined the end. You said that you have watched an episode or two and you don't find it funny, which makes me question a lot of things. But that's day. That's a different topic for a different day. I watched it like back in the '90s, early 2000s, like when my parents would watch it on TV. Like I never was like watching it. I was too busy watching American Idol. So. <laughs> um yeah so that's the emotional roller coaster they just need to be locked into a room figure it out and then go from there um the chuck and blair i don't know what that reference is from but is that gossip girls possibly i've never watched that either but i feel like blair is somewhat of like a fashion icon from what i can gather based on my internet knowledge is that blake lively's character because i love blake lively Yes, I believe okay. so. Got it. Did you know that, total sidebar, that that show is, like, narrated by Kristen Bell? One, I didn't know there was a narrator, but um, it's narrated by Kristen Bell. <laughs> yeah, considering I've never watched it, I I don't know that. But that is good to know because I do like her. Yeah, me too. It kind of made me want to watch the show. Yeah. Um. All right, so Chuck and Blair. You don't understand why this couple is together, but you also can't imagine them apart. This iconic duo is constantly fighting, always threatening to terminate their relationship, but for some reason they never do. They hate and love each other all at the same time. They make the relationship impossibles seem possible, and the don'ts feel like do's. This pair can't stay away from each other for too long, as Dan Humphrey would say. I don't even know what that reference is. You two have <laughs> such a strong and weird connection that scientists should study that in a lab. I think this couple's okay. annoying. <laughs> the ones that are constantly like, I'm leaving your ass, and then they don't. <laughs> well, I just think that they're too lazy to break up and find somebody else, and it's annoying. Oh, okay. I see your perspective. Like, They hate each other, but moving on is too complicated, so they choose to stay. Right. They're the couple that genuinely doesn't Mm. like each other, but they don't want – not even that they're too afraid to go get somebody else because I feel like Chuck and Blair are, like, hot people in this show, Gossip Girl, because everybody in that show is hot. But they they don't want the other person with someone else, so they would rather stay together (gasps) because they're possessive and crazy. Right. Yes, like, if I can't have you, no one else will kind of thing. Like, Yeah, this is how you get shows, like, snapped. Couples like this. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit much. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like moving on is hard, and seeing somebody that you used to love is hard. But is you 
not being happy and kind of just being miserable, is that worth it? Because those feelings can change over time, you know? Yeah. But also, like, if you truly, like, so when somebody was, like, if you're in a relationship and you're madly in love with this person and you're like, I always want you to be happy, right? And you genuinely mean that and that relationship were to end and they were to find somebody else who makes them happy, would, like, you should still be happy if you really love that person. And I don't mean that as yeah. in, like, if you love something, let it go and it comes back, it's meant to be. I don't mean that philosophy, but I mean, I truly love this person and I truly want them to be happy in everything that they do. And they find that with somebody else, great. Mm-hmm. Dan, don't get any ideas. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I see what you mean. Like, I don't know. I think if you, re- yeah, like if you really care about them, then why be miserable together when you can be happy apart? Yeah. And plus, nobody wants to be around the couple that argues all the time. They're obnoxious. Oh my gosh. It is, I think it's more awkward than being around the makeout couple. Absolutely. You know, because at least the makeout couple, they're not screaming at each other. And then we're all looking at each other like, what is going on? Like, can we just go get cheese fries? I'm still at the bowling alley <laughs> in this metaphor. Like, <laughs> can we go, like, get cheese fries? I don't know, because they're screaming at each other. And then everybody else is looking. And I just want to leave the scenario. I'd much rather have the couple making out tonsil hockey over in the corner you can throw popcorn <laughs> at. disturbing me and <laughs> yeah. you can just see how much stuff you can throw at them until they come up for air versus right a couple yelling at each other I agree completely because I also think the child's birthday party would prefer the makeout couple versus the screaming couple yeah absolutely <laughs> also the makeout couple is in such a blissful state of mind that they are so unaware of what's going on and you can just kind of like maneuver around them. The yelling couple is getting all of this attention. Everybody's stopping and staring, which only escalates the situation, but they brought it on themselves. Do you think that they also maybe thrive off of that, like attention and negative energy too? I think that these are people who were not hugged a lot as a child. So they need any kind of attention, whether, (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, like the kid that misbehaves a lot does crave negative attention because they never knew what positive attention was. Like if they did something negative and got the attention that they were seeking, that teaches a lesson. So when you get two of those people in a couple, Mm -hmm. you just get a bunch of wackadoodles because we get some of those at the pool and they would have public fights at the pool (laughs) and it would be like, all right, everybody, let's tune on in. And obviously, this fight's been happening for hours before they even got to the pool. Yeah. And so we're making up stories in our head about what's happening. It was great. Oh, my gosh. I love doing that. Like, just making up full-on scenarios for people you don't know. Oh, it's so fun. We, what was, one couple was arguing. And you could see the argument. They had gone into, like, the back area where all the grass is. And you could see them having a full-on blowout. And I fully remember being in the water with my friend and being like, what do we think they're arguing about? And so we made up a story. We were like, you were supposed to bring Taco Bell and you brought me Chick-fil-A. You forgot the blah, blah, blah sauce. Like we made up this most outlandish thing (laughs) and it just went down a rabbit hole. But I remember there being fast food involved and it was so funny. That is amazing. I don't know what that fight was ever about, but it was just... We like have this whole made up scenario about... um, 
somebody that used to live up the street from us because they would always, they were like a younger couple and they would always be sitting out on their front lawn, like in these chairs, like every day they were there just hanging out. And one day it was just the girl sitting outside and she had like her head in her hands. And we were like, Oh no, we didn't know their names, but we made up names Mm -hmm. for them. It was like, like Derek and Samantha or something like that. We're like, Oh, they must be fighting. Samantha's outside. She looks upset. And then like a few days later, there was like a for sale sign in the front yard. We're like, Oh, I got divorced. They have to move apart. Like we had this whole live, like life (laughs) planned out for our neighbors because just based on how they were like sitting outside in these chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I love that. Wow. There's no way we're the only people that do it, but no. All right. Our next couple (laughs) stereotype. Yeah. The just friends couple. So you're not sure why these two are denying their love or attraction for one another because everybody already knows the status of their relationship. There's obviously a very intense chemistry between them and you're just waiting for them to admit that their relationship is existing so that your life can finally be complete. (laughs) They claim to be just friends. Could this be because they are too afraid of commitment and a ball and chain? Do they have too much pride? Is she worried that other cute boys won't hit on her if they think she's in a relationship? <laughs> oh, the rapture. The horror. So this definitely sounds like it's a high school yeah. one. But I think for adults, this is also a thing too. Like people who are like, oh, this is like my best friend. Like we would never date. But they clearly like go on dates maybe she's friend zoned him or he has friend zoned her one of the two and so one of them clearly likes the other but the other one doesn't want to admit it girls get friend zoned yeah i don't know i've friend zoned people but in my personal (laughs) experience i've never known of a girl getting friend zoned i mean it's never happened to me of course (laughs) obviously but i mean i have I've friend zoned people before, but it was just like obvious friendship. It was, I don't know. Anyways, but I don't know. I just think when you do things together and you like totally act like a couple, but you just like maybe you are scared to commit, or maybe you've had like crappy relationships in the past and you just like don't feel like going through that again but you want the good feelings of being in a relationship Mm kind of makes sense so I I have a lot of guy friends like from growing up that I'm still very close with and now they're all friends with Dan and it's great um (laughs) so this this friend of mine and I he always had a crush on me and everybody was like, Carrie, he likes you, Carrie, he likes you, Carrie, he likes you. I'm like, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. It's fine. I also did not have a crush on him, but we were always together. We were always hanging out. He was always giving me rides, places, all these things. Like we did lots of stuff together. It would make a lot of sense fundamentally for us to be a couple or for people to think that we were a couple at the time. There was this ongoing joke care if you don't find anybody in college I'll propose care if you don't find anybody in college I'll propose 
Karen and Robert are getting married if she doesn't <laughs> find anybody in college. Because obviously you go through high school thinking you're going to find your one and have your high school sweetheart. And you guys are going to have this great life. That doesn't work out. I'm going to get yeah. a college sweetheart. We're going to have a great life. You graduate college. That doesn't happen. You're now like, what do I do? He proposed. I thought it was a joke. What? You've never told me this. So he and a bunch of other people (laughs) got a whole bunch of sparklers and put it in the backyard, lit the sparklers, and they had me come outside, and it was a total surprise. And he got down on one knee and said, Kara, will you marry me? And I was like, please get up. I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh, my I'm, like, looking around at all of my friends, and I'm like, wait, like, are are we all being for real right now? Like, I was like, get up. And, like. So you weren't even, like, dating. You weren't even interested, and he pulled that We had talked about this stunt for years, and I always thought it was a joke, and, like, he did it. And, I mean, there are pictures somewhere, I'm sure, because people took pictures to see what would happen. And I think that they were, like, testing me, and they were all, like, just go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it, because if she says yes, then we were all right. And I was like, I've been kidding this whole time. Oh, I mean, we're no. still friends, but like, I I don't know if he was <laughs> serious or not. Honestly, I because he was like also a prankster, so I'm like, what? Oh. And I'm like, I think back about it now sometimes, and I'm like, I feel as though that was a dead serious proposal, and that I leaner. So we just like to this day have no idea if it was serious or not. Well, I think the fact that I said no in front of all of our closest friends, I think that even if it was real, he would still say it's a joke because of how it all turned out. Because the joke had so much life that I could see, like, telling the joke over and over and over and over and over again, how it would plant seeds of, like, being serious. Now, in retrospect, in that time frame, I was like, ah, ha, 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 this is funny, blah, 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 (laughs) blah. And then, like, all of a sudden, What? And I, did he have a ring? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a diamond ring, but there was a ring. Oh. So then it probably wasn't serious. If he was, like, totally dead ass, he would have bought, like, a yeah, diamond. Yeah, no, there was no diamond involved. There was a ring, though. Um, mm. I also went to senior prom like with this kid. What kind of ring was it? I have no I idea. Know. I don't know. I don't remember the kind of ring. Was it, like, a gemstone, or was it, like, a sapphire? Like, was it? Like, what did it look like? I don't remember. I know what my ring looked like when he proposed like, to prom. Did it look like it was from a jewelry store or like from the It was mall? definitely from a jewelry store. Oh. Um, hmm. It may have been an antique ring, actually. Wowza, yowza. Yep. He also got down on one knee and proposed, well, didn't propose, but asked me to go to prom with him senior year. But we had already talked about going together for prom senior year. But he got down on one knee and officially asked me. Oh. Oh, he's the sweetest human in the world, which is why when he dates now, I'm, like, very protective. But. So, like, is he married yet? What's what's his His status? His status is single. And you can pimp him out at the wedding. Oh. I get to meet him? Oh, my God. I cannot wait for this. He listens sometimes. I, oh, my gosh. This is about to be amazing. I, okay, I'm going to take all of our listeners with us to your wedding, and I'm going to record snippets, and we're going to 
include them because this is about to be so yeah. great. But that happened. <laughs> Dan's always like, you're oh, a man. dick. You broke this kid's heart. Funny. And I was like, I did it. No. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know. Man. What a story. I love that. <laughs> Sometimes like when I'm in the shower and I just reflect on my life and I'm like, how have I accomplished so much in 30 years of living? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, I love. That. Anywho, um, <laughs> moving on. Relationship goals. <laughs> the um the relationship goals couple is perhaps the most annoying couple ever. So Lissa and her husband, and then Dan and I. Um, they are <laughs> the perfect couple. The OTP to life. I don't know what OTP stands for. Um, it is not on the phone. Oh, at the moment. Read. So, but. <laughs> <laughs> not every couple one wow. true pair one true pair of course one true pair i know well we're also this. not in high school anymore <laughs> haven't been in quite some time um this couple has good chemistry their personalities complement each other they almost never fight and if they do they work it out very quickly they have the perfect balance and just enough pda that you admire their relationship goals but don't um find them repulsing as they exchange saliva what a great use of the word saliva even if you don't mm-hmm. know this couple personally you still mm-hmm. find their small exchanges in the hall or on the street cute as heck oh i, I know that's why it was you and your husband and then dan and i yeah definitely we are all hashtag goals. there's literally a hashtag it's, i should have said it also it's hashtag goals, yeah but. hashtag <laughs> But yeah, I think these are just like non-problematic couples where you just enjoy hanging out with them because they're just overall happy, you know, no drama, nothing like crazy going on there. And they, I mean, they keep their private life private. Sorry, wine makes me sleepy. Um, Alrighty, your turn. (laughs) Oh, you're passing We're not even in the same location. <laughs> That's because yawns are powerful. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, the inseparable couple. Nothing can separate these two lovebirds. No crowbar, force of nature, or Greek god could keep these two from being at each other's side. They are not two individual people. They are a team, a single entity, an item, one, they, themselves, and them. (laughs) Unlike the hashtag relationship school couple, where you can't imagine them not together, you can't remember the last time you actually saw them apart, and that's both freaky and impressive. This is like the couple that if there's a guy's night or a girl's night, their significant other comes along and is like the only one of the opposite there and it's awkward for everybody (laughs) oh i was gonna say that's my (laughs) little guy but he does like to come to girls sometimes (laughs) we are you know what like our girls nights are so incredible that i don't blame any of the guys yeah i don't either not one bit We always have snacks. We always have games. We always Mm -hmm. gossip. We always scream. We also talk about gross stuff. So it's fine. 
I feel like you talk about gross stuff. All right, fine. And we all definitely just listen. <laughs> I give gross <laughs> analogies. Yes. Well, you you're definitely the one to elaborate on the stuff, oh, sure, I would sure. say. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. There's like a <laughs> rabbit hole and I just make it like a crater. Yeah. <laughs> that is very visual and I love well, podcast. We gotta be visual so people can imagine while they're driving. I think that this couple is really annoying. Yeah, I think the Oh really? Couple? You know what? I think there is a fine line for the inseparable couple between being cute and being either like controlling or weird. Because I feel like sometimes the inseparable couple can be like really sweet. Like they do everything together. They like have shared interests. They just enjoy each other's company versus the inseparable couple where it's maybe like controlling from one side or both sides. And they are only inseparable because the other one maybe doesn't trust them or like something fishy is going right. on. Right. There's in the inseparable because they enjoy each other's times, shared interest, or taking interest in supporting the other person and possessive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. They're not the same thing. The possessive couple, mm-hmm. you're like, which one of you needs to go to a shelter? Like, I got you. <laughs> Come on. Just give me a hand signal. Well, Do something. Flare. You know how you can pick out the inseparable couple on the negative side is the one where they have a shared Facebook. <laughs> shared Facebook? <laughs> no. You haven't? Where it's like, it says like, Bill and Tina is the first name and the last name Jones or whatever. Mm. And it's like they share it because one of them was probably cheating or something. So now they have a shared I've never thought about that about the shared couples that I know. I just know one person's tech savvy and the other person's Uh not. Mm. Nope. Nope. Bill out of the Bill and Tina, he was fishing around. Maybe it was a Tina. I don't know. But yeah. Why did we ruin the names <laughs> Bill and Tina? Why can't we go with Same Karen Tina. and Richard? Karen was stepping out on Dick. <laughs> Do not. Um, I don't know. Bill and Tina. Oh, you know why? Those are my first names that came to my mind. They were like my neighbors. My elderly don't neighbors. Ruin them. Bill and Tina. I didn't even think about that till just now. I don't know where I was going with that one. They had a peach tree in their backyard, and they let me that get was so peaches sweet. off and of it. You just said that Bill was stepping out on her. How could you? Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. If they're listening to this, I truly apologize, but I guarantee <laughs> you they're not. All right. The forever and always, the spouse couple. This is the couple that has been together since the third grade and will only separate after realizing that they can't stand the way that they leave the dishes in the sink and the cap off the toothpaste 20 years from now. They've been together for so long, it's like they're already married, and there is no sign of divorce in the near future. These spouses think that they know every pet peeve, quirk, and flaw of their significant other, but for still some reason, choose to stay. And isn't that what love is all about? 
adorable. Like in high school, I definitely see this um, comparison, but for an adult. I was going to say, this goes into your high school sweetheart thing that you can't stand. (laughs) Yeah, I can't stand that. That's a different tangent that I will not go on because I already have. But (laughs) I don't know. I just, whenever you're an adult and you've been with somebody for five plus years and you're not even like engaged or thinking about getting engaged, unless that's not on your plan, unless that's not what you want, then I just don't see why you're in a relationship. I was about to say. You better say that that better be grounds to, like, it has to be a discussion. Because otherwise you're pooping on Oprah and Stedman. No, I mean, like, obviously, if that's not what you want, if that's not what your partner wants, and you guys are just cohabitating, like, dating, yeah, then that's one thing. But, like, if one of you, like, wants to get married and the other one does not, I feel like... I don't know. I oh, no, absolutely not. Work. If one person wants to get married and the other person doesn't, we got a problem. Even in a married relationship, if one person wants kids right. and the other person doesn't, we got a problem. Like, there are some things that are fundamentally mm-hmm. how somebody foresees their life going in certain things that they want to achieve in life. And those are foundations that people need to have in order to have successful relationships. The answer is okay. Whatever your answer is, your answer is not wrong. But you need to find somebody who has the same answer to that question because it's fundamentally how your life will go. Yes. And I, I think that too, because it's not like a just a difference of like you prefer one thing over another. This is like a core value. And like the core values are the most important things, especially when you're in a relationship that like you have to be on the same page for those things because if you're not like and you do follow through with the relationship and say like you want to get married and your partner doesn't but they agree to get married anyway then they're just going to resent you for like the rest of their life like is that how like you're going to get divorced your life it's not like i'm going to change their mind eventually they'll want a kid no that's not like exactly oh, I really, really want a beagle, but I'll settle for a golden retriever. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. Exactly. Yes, you have to keep both the dog and the kid alive, but the dog is going to love you no matter what. That kid's a lot more effort than a dog. I'm not saying you have to love them any Mm -hmm. differently. I know we got a lot of pet parents out there, and I completely agree, and I love your pets just as much as you do. I'm just really happy I don't pay the bill. But... I'm just saying, like, there is a difference. There's a lot you can learn from somebody when you get, when you share a pet. Absolutely. Rather than a human. But a human's still a longer investment. Yeah, I just, I think being on the same page really is just key because, like, just hoping that somebody is going to change their mind. That is only hurting yourself oh, in yeah. the long run, really. Like you said, it yeah. just creates a lot of resentment. 
And then mm-hmm. like you become resentful because they're not changing their mind and you lose confidence because you're then like, what's wrong with me? Well, what they already told you, like they weren't kidding. Yeah. And if they did change yeah. their mind, then they need to come to that at like a different point in life. Like, I mean, when I was a teenager, I could never even imagine being a mom. And now I'm like, yeah talking to Dan all the time and I'm like my ovaries have never hurt before but like now I'm craving a baby I'm dead serious (laughs) I don't want one like instantly but like I my maternal instincts are now kicking into the fact that I want to be a mom did I want to be a mom at 14 no but like that also comes with maturity and finding the right person so it's not to say that somebody's mind can't change but it's never going to change just because of you Like, that's an internal change. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I fully agree with what you just said. Like, people do change their mind, but you're not going to be the one to change it. You know, like, it has to happen, like, organically. Like, you're not going to persuade them to all of a sudden change a belief that they have. Maybe even before they knew you. I mean, there have been plenty of people that I've dated that I've been like, I would never want to have a kid with this person. I mean, that should have been a red flag yeah. to begin with. Again, I wasn't smart enough to know that then. But, like, okay. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, you know, when you're young and dumb, red flags look <laughs> real pink. You know? <laughs> they do. Like, you can see them and you're like, wow, but they have this or they have that. Like, and you just completely brush past exactly. it. You're just like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> No, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it is not okay. Oh, what other kind of couples out there um, are out there or that we find in the, like, the adult world? Man, I don't know. I feel like it's so crazy, though, that these few high school um, couple stereotypes really kind of encompass stereotypes as oh, an yeah. adult as well you know like thinking about it like that it's like life doesn't change much like we grow up we get more mature we develop things but it's really like these same type categories they're they're, they're just evolved they just have facial hair but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you guys have any, like, couple stereotypes that you can think of that we didn't talk about, just let us know. Um, I think we should let our loyal listeners get back to their day. Well, cool. Um, Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at truly underscore honest KL. Um, Like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Bye, everyone. Yay!